The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Good morning, Faith Hill Church. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will be exceedingly uh, joyful and be glad in it. Man, what another opportunity and another privilege for us to just get together, even if it's in the cyberspace, man, I still uh, think that we can have a powerful time uh, together. Before we even get into the service today, I just want to give a big shout out to my wife, uh, for being the videographer, the producer, for being behind the camera and just kind of working things with me to make sure that we can uh, do this as excellently as we uh, uh, would like to. I also want to give a shout out to our worship director, Marshall, and the worship team, all the guys, man, they just continue to bless us uh, all the way from San Diego and Florida. We have Eric. Uh, Tanika, Imer, and all the guys that have uh, uh, decided to be a part of our service this morning, we just want to say thank you. You guys are a blessing to us. And so quickly, we want to jump straight into it because I have a lot to share with you this morning. And I truly believe that uh, I have a word from the Lord for you that's going to inspire you, encourage you, and uh, bring some transformation and help you see uh, most of your prayers uh, answered. So quickly, we're going to go to our foundational scriptures. We've been talking about every prayer answered, and this is God's will for you and I. God wants to answer every single uh, one of our prayers with a yes and an amen. Uh, so that we can uh, manifest the things that we ask of him. We talked about the prayer of petition last week, and one of the verses we read is uh, found in First uh, John chapter number 5, verse 14. It says, this is the confidence uh, and assurance uh, that we have, that if we ask anything uh, from our Heavenly Father, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know that he has answered uh, our prayers. So this is the will of God. God's will for you and me is to answer uh, every single one of our prayers. And so our foundational scripture today is Ephesians chapter number 6, and I'm going to read from verse 18. Ephesians chapter number 6, verse 18. I'm reading from the uh, New International Version, also known as the NIV. And this is what the scripture says in uh, verse 18 of Ephesians 6. It says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. And so what we draw from this particular verse is that uh, there are different kinds of prayers. The Apostle Paul uh, says here under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he says that pray at all occasions in the Spirit uh, with all kinds of prayers. And so we established last week that there were different kinds of prayers and that these different kinds of prayers have different guidelines. If you will or regulations uh, that will help you achieve success in praying these different kinds of prayers and so last week we talked about the prayer of petition and this week we're moving in the same breath and we're going to talk about a different kind of uh, another kind of prayer that we find in God's word and so quickly let's go to Psalm chapter number five uh, Psalms chapter number 
5, and I'm reading in the King James Bible. It says, Give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my meditation. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King, my God, for unto thee will I pray. So, here, yeah, uh, the psalmist, and this particular psalm was written by King David, he qualifies uh, meditation as prayer. And watch how he caps it off in verse 3. He says, My voice shall doubt hear in the morning. And he's not talking about an audible, loud voice. He's saying, My voice shall you hear in the morning, O Lord, and in the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee, and will look up. And so, in Psalm chapter number 5, we see that meditation is a form of prayer. And a lot of people have failed to connect the dots between this kind of prayer and all the other prayers that we're going to talk about. And because last week we dealt with the prayer of petition, also known as the prayer of asking, I'm going to make that as a reference point. See, a lot of people will go into their closet and they will make a petition uh, or they will ask God for something in faith and uh, walk out of the prayer closet in faith and then they uh, let their thought life run wild and sometimes uh, it ventures into territories that are, are contrary to the very thing that they were asking God for. Uh, Tafara, what are you talking about? What does that mean? Let's say you, you go into the prayer closet and you're asking God for a child, Abraham. Uh, while you're in the prayer closet, you're full of faith. Uh, it's no use you coming out of the prayer closet and let your thought life uh, run wild and start seeing yourself and painting pictures and meditating on a life of, of barrenness and, and going without a child and seeing yourself get old without a child. No, once you've gone into the prayer closet, when you come out, your thought life is still a part of the process. Your thought life is still a part of your prayer. This is why scripture says in Deuteronomy 7.17, if you say in your heart, having petitioned God, if you walk out of the prayer closet, this is what scripture says in Deuteronomy 7.17, it says if you say in your heart, these nations are mightier than we, God turns around and he says, how can I dispossess them for you? In other words, what you think on is as important as what you prayed on. Amen. If you went into the prayer closet and prayed for healing, man, when you walk out of the prayer closet, you better start meditating and imagining a life of wellness and life of health, a life of divine health. Amen. Because what you think of outside of the prayer closet is as important as, you know, the petitions uh, that you made in the prayer closet. And a lot of people do not connect the dots. And this is why they don't see uh, their prayers uh, manifest. Uh, uh, answered in manifestation and, and, and so on and so forth. And, and, and a lot of people genuinely think that their thought life has no part in it. But we are encouraged in uh, Philippians chapter number 4 verse 9 as well. The Apostle Paul, he says, Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are, 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 are praiseworthy, if there is any virtue, he goes on to say, meditate on this things. So having prayed our prayers, having made our petitions, uh, we still need to be prayerful. That's what I would say. You know, meditation is indeed prayer. So you still need to stay in that attitude of prayer and belief and faith and make sure that your thoughts are in line uh, with what you prayed for. If you went into the prayer closet and prayed for prosperity and for provision, when you walk out, your thought life 
uh, must not be that of going without. Your thought life should align with uh, God providing for you, not just providing for you, but providing for you so that you can have an abundance to share with others. And when you start bringing your thought life in this type of prayer called meditation in line with God's word, we know what uh, Proverbs 23 verse 7, it says, as a man thinks in his heart so easy. And I'm not even going to uh, try and, and, and teach on that because I may, I may stay on that mountain a little longer than I want to. And so a lot of people don't uh, understand this principle that meditation is a form of prayer. And, and some Christians do not believe that meditation is, is, is for us. Man, if you read scriptures, you read the Bible, you're going to see meditation everywhere. It is for us. There is a perversion in the world uh, today that you know, tries to convince the church uh, that meditation is not for them. And so a lot of people just don't have uh, control over their thought life. A lot of people just don't uh, pay attention to what they think on uh, but scripture encourages us uh, to think on what is good, what is uh, uh, honest, what is just, uh, what is of a good report, praise God, what is virtuous, what has power in it. And uh, there's no better place to find uh, those things than in the word of God. So I want to tell you, child of God, that meditation is for us Christians. And here I'm not talking about the Eastern uh, transcendental religious uh, uh, meditation. I'm not talking about yoga uh, and stuff. I'm talking about Christian meditation and there is a huge difference. You see, when you're dealing with yoga and transcendental meditation, they, they are attempting to empty your mind so that they can get you to a place of enlightenment, which in itself uh, is, is just an oxymoron. You know, I've never understood how you get to that place by emptying your mind, you know, and that's contrary to Christian meditation. Christian meditation seeks to fill up your mind with the good stuff, with the word of God, so that you can get to a place of meditation. And that's why scripture uh, of enlightenment, that's why scripture says in uh, Psalm 119 verse 130, it says the entrance of his word brings light. Man, that's powerful. It means when God's word enters into your heart, uh, uh, right at that place of meditation. One of the things I say in, in, in my book, Every Prayer Answered, is that when you step into meditation, the person of meditation and the object of meditation literally become one. So when you start meditating on prosperity, you literally become prosperous. Even before you manifest prosperity, when you start meditating on healing, man, you get well. It, it becomes a spiritual reality even way before it, it is manifested in your body. Why? Because the person of, of, of meditation and the object of meditation literally become one. That's why scripture says, as a man thinks in his heart so easy. He didn't say, as a man thinks in his heart so will he become. And again, he didn't say, as a man thinks in his brain. He said, as a man thinks in his heart. At the depth, at the core of your being is your heart. Man, I wish I could get into that. He's not talking about your mind. He's talking about the core uh, of your being, which is your heart, right at the center of your soulish realm. You know, we, we, we know that your soulish realm is the mind, the the will and the emotions and when you combine all of that right at the center at the core is where your heart is he says when you think in your heart again that heart is not the blood pumping organ it's the core of your being he says when you think at a heart level you you already eat 
He didn't say as a man thinks in his heart, so will he become. He says when you start thinking at that level, you already eat. So meditation is vital. It is for us. And again, uh, we're not talking about yoga. We're talking about Christian meditation. Uh, what's the difference? You're filling up your mind with the good stuff. You're filling up your heart with the word of God. And when you do, you will reach that place of enlightenment. Psalm 119 verse 130, the entrance of his word brings light man when you start letting the word of god enter into your heart through meditation he says it, it's going to bring light it's going to bring enlightenment that's another uh, way of saying it and we know john uh, 8 verse 32 uh, says you shall know the truth and the truth shall, 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 shall set you free <laughs> man that's a tongue twister right there we know that you know the truth and the truth shall set you uh, free it's in line with psalm 119 verse 130 when you receive the word of god the word of god begins to break out of the shell and light shoots in fact i like to call this the highest form of deliverance Man, uh, people think that the highest form of deliverance is when people physically manifest things, when they throw up or when they shake, you know, and quake and, and when they fall on the ground and when, when they uh, pick up this voice uh, 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 with a deep voice and say, you know, they think, oh man, there's some manifestation there, deliverance. No, the highest form of deliverance is when the word of God brings enlightenment. It is when you're set free by the word of God, when you're set free by the truth of the word of God. It says in John 8, uh, 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Why? Because bondage, here's what bondage literally is. Bondage is when you keep running on the same track and you're almost programmed to keep running on that same track. Now, those of you who have ever been in athletics and have run a track uh, know this, that it doesn't matter how far you go on the track, you're still going to come back to the starting point. And it's almost similar to uh, what you see in other people's lives it doesn't matter how much money you give them as long as they stay on that track they're gonna get back to uh, uh, point a it doesn't matter how much you know prayer you pray for them as long as they stay on that track and they don't get delivered in their thought life they're coming right back that's why when people win the lotto they can go as far on that track but you know they're gonna come right back and some of them even worse uh, than where they started off why because they are bound and 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 how do we get to to snap out of that bondage we do it by letting the word of God enter into your heart I know I'm dealing with a whole lot of stuff uh, here we've been giving away a, a lot of books and I want to encourage you to go to each book almost every book that I wrote is this uh, chapter on meditation because it's vitally important in the life of a believer go to that chapter and you you're going to glean in and and get more on what I'm trying to just kind of uh, put in a 30 uh, minute sermon and so when you receive the word of God it says you the word of God brings light and 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 what that is I know Caroline uh, Caroline Leaf has said that when you receive the word of God the word of God literally has the power to create new pathways so when he says you receive the word the entrance of his word brings light it's literally talking about the word of God breaking you forth obliterating every limitation 
and breaking you forth into a new path. Instead of running on that same path of poverty, now it breaks you out and you're going into a place where you're running in, in on a new on a new path. Now you're running the path of prosperity. But how do you get to do that? You get to do that by meditating on God's word. How did a, a, a boy from Bezo, Kwekwe, uh, break out of a mindset of, of poverty completely to a place where now I get to travel all over the world and minister the gospel and help others and empower people and so on and so forth. How do you break out of that? You have to do it through meditating on God's word. So I said all of that just to say this. Meditation is for you, child of God. There's nothing creepy about Christian meditation. You don't have to uh, sit in a certain posture and start making some mantras or, or, or start humming so you can come into alignment with the universe. That's not what I'm talking about. All you have to do is to start playing the word of God in your mind. Start rehearsing. Start thinking about it and so on and so forth. And so quickly, let's look at this as, as we get into practical ways to meditate. I want to show you uh, this in a practical way because I'm always practical. If it doesn't work in real life, I don't want it. You know, I don't want mysticism and uh, fairy tales. No, I'm not into that. I'm too old for that. <laughs> I, I want to get into stuff that works. And so before we finish this, we're going to show you practically how you can begin to practice biblical Christian meditation and see results. And so before we do that, we just want to look at uh, two stories that are really interesting. And uh, these will uh, fascinate you uh, uh, if you're listening. Amen. And we want to look at uh, Joshua and Timothy. And before I even read uh, these scriptures, both Joshua and Timothy are in the same predicament. They are taking over leadership from great uh, man of God. Uh, Joshua is taking over leadership from Moses, the miracle man. I mean, think about it. He's taking over leadership from a guy who uh, threw his rod the one time on the floor and it turned into a snake and ate up all the witches' snakes. I mean, he's taking over leadership from a guy who uh, struck the Red Sea and they walked on dry land. He's taking over leadership from a, a, a guy who, who prayed and food started raining from heaven. Can you imagine? I mean, this guy prayed and ha, uh, Nando's coated chicken and chips started raining from heaven. I mean, this guy is doing miracles at a completely high level. And now comes Joshua to take over leadership uh, from him. And this guy, must, I mean, it must have been a, a, a real challenge for Joshua. I'm taking over leadership from the miracle man himself. How am I going to even match that? And so God gave him uh, uh, what I like to call the formula to success uh, in the midst of life challenges, in the midst of a big and daunting task. And some of you are faced with a big uh, daunting task of keeping uh, your organization afloat. Some of you, just your personal finances afloat, and this is going to help you. And, and Timothy is in the same predicament. He's taking over leadership from uh, uh, Paul, leadership of the church uh, at Ephesus. And uh, uh, Timothy, you know, he's taking over leadership from I mean, the Apostle Paul, the person who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. And, and now here you come, taking over uh, a leadership of 50,000 strong in the city of Ephesus. How do you uh, uh, maintain such a success? How do you even uh, step into that role? And these two uh, scriptures is God's. Uh, advice, the formula to success that God gave to both uh, Joshua and Timothy, and it's strikingly similar. Listen to this. He said to Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate. Someone say meditate. 
<laughs> Man, meditation is everywhere in scripture. He says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. So God told uh, Joshua, hey, if you're going to be, if you're going to see the same success that Moses saw, man, you're going to have to meditate on this, on this word and you're going to have to do it day and night and watch what the Lord said to Timothy as he's taking over uh, leadership to pastor 50,000 strong in the city of uh, Ephesus. He says in 1 Timothy chapter number uh, 4 verse 15 he starts with this word meditate upon these things and some say well Pastor T you're just reading scriptures in the Old Testament or First Timothy is in the New Testament uh, uh, Philippians chapter number 4 verse 9 is in the New Testament is still talking about meditation so meditation is both an Old Testament and a New Testament practice man you ought to be meditating on God's word instead of meditating on, 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 on CNN and Fox and NBC and so on and so forth. You ought to be meditating on the word of God. And when you do, watch what he says. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them. Watch this now. So that thy profiting may appear to all. Man, this is good. I mean, at the other uh, uh, end of the word meditate, you're going to see words like, then you're going to prosper. Then you're going to have good success. Then your profiting shall appear to all. This, my friends, is the power of meditation. Man, this will change your life. And so quickly, we want to look at the practical ways to meditate. So now we, we, while looking at the, the, the practical ways to meditate, we're going to look at the definition uh, of the word uh, meditation in scripture. Uh, actually, the word uh, meditate or to meditate, uh, meditation is a transliteration from the Latin word meditatio. And uh, uh, there are different synonyms that we see in that uh, definition. Uh, um, uh, one of them is to ponder. Uh, another one is to matter, uh, and another one is to imagine. And these are the different ways that you and I can begin to uh, practice uh, uh, meditation. Philippians chapter number 4, verse 9, we already talked about it. It says, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are, are of a good report, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are honest, if there is any virtue, meditate on these things. This is one of the ways you can actually uh, meditate on God's word is by pointing pondering uh, God's word by thinking about God's word over and over and over again. You know, one of the examples I use is uh, uh, of a cow chewing cud. And uh, one of the things that the cow, because he's a ruminant, when he goes out into the field to graze uh, during the day, he stores that food in the, in the first and in the second stomach. And, and he doesn't get any nutrients from the food uh, that he stores in the, in the first and in the uh, second stomach. Just like a believer will not 
not get much value from uh, mentally ascending the word of God or just agreeing with it mentally. It has to go beyond just a mental ascent, a mentally, oh yeah, that makes sense. It has to go to the core of your belief system and begin to reprogram uh, your, your belief system and uh, your philosophy, if you will. You know, we know Colossians talks about us not being swayed into vain philosophies of men, but to be committed to the philosophy of God's word. Uh, and, and that's what we are talking about here. If, if it's still in the first and the second stomach, you're not going to get much value from it. But what a cow does is that when he gets home in the evening, those of you who've ever been uh, to a farm or to the rural areas to where you looked after cows, you would have observed this, that when the cow gets uh, back home in the evening, he throws that food up. Oh, that's gross. And he begins to eat it again. He begins to chew what is known as the cud. And when he chews the cud, he throws it now into the third and the fourth uh, stomach. And it is the stuff that gets to the fourth stomach that he can begin to draw nutrients on it. And man, child of God, let me tell you, you're not going to get much value from God's word just scratching the surface and just, you know, just kind of uh, looking at it, uh, you know, at the, no, you know, you, you only start getting value from it when you start going deeper into God's word, when you start pondering, when you start uh, meditating in it. Why? Because I've always said this, that God's word is pregnant. Uh, God's word is pregnant with facets of revelation. Uh, it's like peeling a, a, an onion, man. You, you, after you peel one layer, there's still another layer. It's the same thing with God's word. I never ever want to get to a place where I think I know what the verse, what the verse has to say. I think I know everything that a, a verse has to say. I, I never want to get myself to a place like that. You know why? Because I've learned uh, uh, through experience and through reading scriptures that there is uh, deeper revelations. The revelation of God is progressive and there is deeper revelation as you stay on the same mountain and begin to circle it over and over again. You begin to draw the very life uh, that is in God's word. And so you need to ponder uh, God's word. And, and, and some of you may be thinking, How, what does that look like, Pastor T? Pondering God's word just simply means playing it to yourself over and over again. The psalmist said in Psalm 62 verse 11, talking about God, he said, God, once you spoke, but twice I heard it. And when I read that verse in Psalm 62 verse 11, I said, God spoke once and you heard it twice. How did you hear it twice? You heard it twice because he kept playing it to himself over and over again. In the area of provision, he kept playing it back to himself. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. My God shall supply. God spoke once, twice I heard it. So pondering is playing it to yourself in your mind over and over and over again until you're fully persuaded uh, of this very thing. In fact, until it starts painting new pictures and images uh, on your imagination. Amen. And some of you may be thinking, well, what if I work a job? You know, <laughs> Pastor D, what if I, what if I have to back-to-back uh, -to -back Zoom meetings, you know, during lockdown? Uh, what if I have to homeschool my kids? How am I going to uh, ponder on this God's word while I'm doing all all of that since you're saying you know meditation ought to be done day and night uh, how am I gonna do that well I have a question for you uh, 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 when you were dating that person that you really 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 loved uh, uh, when they dumped you or when you dumped them how many times in a day did you think about it 
And some of you may say, well, you know, I thought about it uh, a lot. Like, how many times a lot? Uh, well, all the time. <laughs> Did it wake you up at night? Some of, some of you, it woke you up at night. Why? Uh, because you were thinking about it over and over and over again. The reason you were thinking about it over and over again is one word value you placed value on that relationship and because you 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 perceived uh, the whole situation as someone who's lost something that's of value to them you got to think about it over and over again how do you move yourself from uh, a place where you're not thinking about god's word to where you're thinking about it over and over again uh, because we've already established that you have the ability i mean if you thought about a heartbreak over and over again you already you have the ability to think about something over and over again. But how do you get to choose God's word and start thinking on that over and over again? You start perceiving the value that the word of God uh, is. David said, uh, your word is more precious to me uh, than fine gold. It's, it's sweeter uh, than honey. And uh, Job said, I esteem your words more than my necessary food. See, when you start putting a value on God's word, man, you going to start thinking on it all day. You're going to start thinking on it over and over and over again. So the first way to practically uh, meditate God's word is to ponder on it, to ponder, play it, replay those scriptures. If you're believing God for healing, man, begin to play those scriptures of healing until they've painted a new picture on the canvas of your imagination. Play them over and over again. My God wants me healed. He was wounded for my transgressions, bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of my peace was upon him and with his stripes I am healed. If you're praying for a spouse and you're believing God for a spouse. This is what I did. I began to write the things that I wanted from a spouse. I didn't want no drama queen. I didn't want no drama. <laughs> you know, I believe in God for, for a woman of God that would come and, and, and make our home a sweet uh, a home to uh, 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 live in. I, you know, scripture says, you know, it's better to live on top of the roof exposed to the elements than inside a house with a nagging wife. I definitely didn't want to uh, 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 a nagging wife for a wife, <laughs> praise God. And guess what? When I finished praying that prayer, I didn't go and start imagining myself getting someone cutting all my tires or my car and cutting all my clothes and bringing drama. No, I didn't. No, no. I started imagining someone like my wife, you know. And guess what? Because I was expectant and I was meditating on it when I saw her, it was easier to tell. This is my answered prayer. Praise God. My wife is laughing right now. She's smiling. She's like, you better recognize. <laughs> yeah, I, I do recognize that she's a gift from God. And the second thing uh, of how you can meditate practically is to matter. It is to speak the word of God under your breath. Remember what it says in uh, Joshua chapter number one, verse eight. He says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but that you shall meditate in it day and night. The way you meditate is to speak under your breath. Speak the glad tidings, the, the, the word of God under your breath and, and, and begin to speak them. When you find yourself in a situation that's contrary to what the word says, begin to matter. Begin to speak uh, uh, that word 
word under your breath. And as you do that, you'll begin to see it manifest. Man, I'm really rushing because I'm, I'm, I'm getting to, to, to uh, 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 time up. I'm getting to, to the end of my time. All my time is almost fast spent. And the third thing uh, you get to practically meditate is to begin to imagine. You begin to imagine the word of God coming to pass in your life. Uh, you begin to read the word and not just uh, leave it as uh, uh, ink and paper in the pages of the Bible, but you begin to imagine, you begin to bring yourself into a scene where there's uh, a full, where a scene that's full of your answered prayers. And I believe this is why God changed uh, Abraham's name to Abraham. He wanted him to start having new pictures. Every time someone said, Abraham, you got a new mental picture. Just like if someone comes to you and they say dog, uh, you don't see the word dog, you see a picture of a dog. And if they can manipulate your your imagination by saying white dog and what are you seeing right now you see a white dog okay man and so when God came to Abraham and he said uh, father of many nations Abraham is your new name it changed his mental pictures it changed his imagination remember what Ephesians 3 verse 20 says he says now unto him was able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ever ask think or imagine according to the power that is at work in us so God God wants us to use the faculty of our imagination to see our answered prayers. Amen. Every year, my wife and I make a, a, a list of things that we want to petition God for, our prayer targets. And, and I, you know, just a few days ago, I was sharing with my wife and I was sharing with Dillian uh, the entire list for 2020. This, we even in, we're not even in uh, halfway uh, into the year. And uh, I think there's only one more thing uh, that has not been uh, 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 manifested yet. All the other things that I put on that list have been made manifest. Why? Because when you write them down and you look at them and you start engaging your, your, your thought faculties uh, spiritually and incorporating God's word to think on, man, there's no other way but to see a full manifestation of the things uh, that you have prayed for. And uh, in closing, I just want to read quickly another uh, scripture that's going to encourage you and in understanding uh, that uh, biblical meditation is available for all of God's children. Listen, we shouldn't just be coming together uh, looking for a goosebump. You know, uh, for many, many years, the church has gathered around an emotional frenzy where we, we're looking for a touch, where we're looking for a goosebump. We're looking for, oh, oh, Lord, oh, the Spirit is here. We, we do all kinds. We're doing the most without realizing that really what God wants to get to is to also activate us intellectually to where we start thinking at a higher level. And how do we do that? We do that by getting into God's word and start meditating uh, in it. Amen. <laughs> Psalm uh, chapter number one. Watch what it says. It says, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. Watch what he says now. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. Again, we see that phrase, day and night. See, when it comes to meditation, 
uh, it, it's it's got to be a full-time job. <laughs> you know, you, you don't take a break from it. God wants you to do it day and night. I mean, think about it. Jesus is in, in his most critical uh, time of his life. He asked the disciples to tarry for how long? Just for one hour. But when it comes to meditation, scripture encourages us to do it day and night. Imini nobusuku vazalwani. Dag and nag. Usiku neskati. You ought to do it all the time. You never take a break from meditation. You should be thinking on the glad tidings of God's word. And watch what happens when you do that. He says, and he shall be like a tree planted. Man, when you start meditating on God's word, you're going to be like a tree planted. You're going to be You're going to be stable. It's going to bring stability to you, to your business, to your family. When you start meditating on God's word, there's going to be stability. Trees are stable. Trees are not like pot plants. You see, you can move around a pot plant and do whatever you want with it. Trees are stuck to the ground. You can't just mess around with the tree. <laughs> it takes a lot more to, to uproot a tree and move it to a different location. Man, you're going to be planted. You're going to be stable. And you're going to flourish. Watch, watch, watch what it says. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That brings forth fruit in a season you're going to be fruitful again meditation is always connected to success prosperity fruitfulness you know a profit and so on and so forth he says his leaves also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper man this is powerful this is the power of the prayer of meditation it's awesome when you start learning how to uh, meditate, when you start learning how to ponder, when you start learning how to mutter God's word. Sometimes I'm driving to work and I'm just muttering God's word. Man, the people driving beside me must wonder what I'm doing. I'm, you know, I'm just muttering. And sometimes I just, you know, I'm just muttering the glad tidings. And, you know, I'm speaking God's word. And, 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 and as I do that, I'm meditating. And the more I do that, the more success I begin to see, the more fruit I begin to see around me. And so this is the second type of prayer that we ought to engage in, the prayer of meditation. Man, I want to encourage you to take advantage of the books that we've been giving away and go to the page that talks about meditation. Learn more about how to meditate and begin to take full advantage of this God-given uh, privilege that we can begin to engage our thought life with God's Word. God's Word is the only book in the world that is the power to impart life it is seed and we've said this time and time again that seed belongs to deity class mankind have not been able to produce seed <laughs> and you know I know I say it jokingly but how, how awesome would it be for me to go and buy a car at Mercedes and it comes with seed in it to reproduce other cars oh man that would be awesome but mankind have not been able to create something and put seed in it this belongs to the God class only God has the power to create a, an apple and put seed in it 
that has the potential to produce a multitude of airports. And it's the same with God's word. God's word has the power in it to produce and release life, to produce and release creativity, to produce and release enlightenment. Man, I trust that you were blessed with this teaching, but don't go away. Uh, my wife is going to come on and she's going to share a few announcements uh, with you. We love you. God bless you. Can't wait to be uh, back together again at church, fellowshipping as a family. Uh, uh, but I'm telling you, I'm not complaining. This online church is really awesome, man. I get to just wake up, dress up, <laughs> and, and come and sit on this couch so I can minister the gospel. I don't have to drive in traffic or, you know, set up, tear down, carry all that. Uh, you know, we, I know we're still going to go back to that. We all need to connect one with another. But I am not complaining. We are reaching more people. We are changing people's lives. We're getting uh, more testimonies than ever. And so we don't have to complain. And we can still worship together. There's no reason to complain but to be thankful. So we love you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Before you go, here's some quick announcements. Grace in the Marketplace classes are taking place every Wednesday at 6 p.m. on Facebook Live. And I want to encourage you all to tune in to one of these classes. We're only going to be running them in the winter season. So that's every Wednesday at 6 p.m. on Facebook Live. How many of you know that we have Grace in the Marketplace podcast? If you didn't know, well, now you know. We have Grace in the Marketplace podcast. So to subscribe to one, go to Apple, um, iTunes, or on Spotify, and you will be able to take part in such awesome content that we've created for you to really excel and win in the marketplace. If you'd like to give this morning, you can do so by going to faithfulchurch.co.za. If you're outside South Africa, you can go to faithhill.tv. And uh, also, if you want to be a part of a live group, if you want to be a part of a live group, uh, virtually, virtual live group, please be sure to, <laughs> to uh, 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 talk to Pastor Henry, admin at faithhillchurch.co.za. Okay. Everybody needs to be a part of, of a live group. <laughs> So who's going to switch off the camera Bye-bye. if you're God sitting bless you. here? God bless you. Let me switch off <laughs> the camera. Go switch off the camera. <laughs> well, that's it from us this morning. We love you. Pastor Tafara and I are always praying for you. And yes, while we may be enjoying this lockdown, we absolutely cannot wait until we can be together again. God bless. Bye-bye. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.